0: everybody welcome to one set my name is anthony Irvin. what's up everybody how we doing this is my co-host jim green this has been a uh, a year in the making it's, it's, it's
1: really been 23 years in the making uh, who, who wants to tell it you or me i don't know let's do it yeah.
2: What's going on, everyone?
1: How we doing today? We are recording on Tuesday. Tuesday! Tuesday! Yeah. This is the, the biggest Tuesday of all time, Tuesdays. Yeah? We are on the... Tuesday. Tuesday. I had a... Oh. Uh, before I get into that, uh, it's relevant, but... My name's Jim Green. Along here with my best friend, my brother Anthony Irvin. How you doing, my man? How's your weekend? Not too
0: bad. It was uh, eventful. Uh, we actually went and seen the Shen Yun performance over in Philly at the uh, Merriam Theater, which I was it. very taken back by. I mean, I, I wasn't at first like. Not that I wasn't happy to go see it, but I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be like another theater orchestra type of thing. And it's not usually my cup of tea, but after watching it, I'm like, all right, this was actually really
1: good. You know? I I remember you uh, saying to me last week, you're like, I am <laughs> not that you are, not, not that you're so not looking forward to it, but you will not go out of your way to go see yeah. it. Right. You just happened to get three tickets through work. Right.
0: Yeah. They, uh, you know, got us all tickets. So I'm like, and it was one of those things where uh, I, unfortunately the last couple of times where we had like certain events, uh, one time I was sick and the other time I had something that I couldn't go to the other event. So I was kind of, you know, uh, stuck with getting into this one at this time, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, after watching it and being, uh, you know, a part of it, it, it was actually a really nice show. And it, they put on, uh, a really good performance being you know a dance performance and they had like the whole big orchestra uh if it, nobody has ever really seen the shangyun uh you know theater performance it kind of goes into a lot of depths of uh you know chinese culture and chinese dance and everything so it was really informational and i liked how they told a lot of stories about old Chinese culture and put it into a dance form. It, for me, the non-dancer, it made it more interesting than just seeing a regular non-story-picted dance, just people, you know, dancing around, which these people were very good at what they do. Uh, but I think the stories that when they had a story behind the historical pieces of what they were dancing about, It kept the person and, uh, you know, the people interested in what they were doing, because then when they were telling the story before the dance started, you can kind of, you know, walk through and be like, okay, this is what they were talking about. This guy's doing this. This girl's doing that. So, you know, it it was a very good performance. You know, the dancing and colors and everything was very uh, spectacular. So if you haven't go uh, if you haven't seen it before, I would highly recommend it you know, being a non dancer, I would highly recommend it, uh, you know, for a, uh, you know, a good night
1: out. So. It's good to know. I actually, you said that you were going to that and I was like, wait, I just started seeing like promotional material for that. And I was like, what's this? So knowing that you went and saw and enjoyed it because at first you were like pretty apprehensive. Um, I did have a small slither, uh in my brain that said i think that he might find a way to really be into this not like i gotta go back every year but um, right i mean
0: they they were saying that the show actually changes every year so they never they don't have the same show every year they always scrap what they did that year and then they do a whole brand new show every year which is pretty interesting too but again, well, like you it's said, it's not like I'm going to go back next year. They can be like, oh, "Okay, what are they going to do this year?" I mean, uh, but it's interesting that they, you know, change it up every year. So
1: yeah, and and you got to think, and I, I like acknowledge this in my head
2: sometimes, uh, but the history of our country is only like, like not even.
1: I mean, obviously before. Uh, like the american revolution and okay so you want to go back to um like the colonies and all that i'm trying to think i don't remember when christopher columbus discovered america I, i don't remember how far back that was um but i know colonies were a thing first before we became the united states right um yeah so i mean we're we're uh shoot I think the, my, the civil- my history is horrible so do not ask me <laughs> I, I was good i was good with the dates um ninth grade funny story uh it's not that funny people aren't gonna <laughs> laugh about this but uh the second marking period
2: uh i got like not a great grade like a c minus or something in social studies and then the third marking period, we had, like,
1: not a lot of assignments. And our one, our one test was, like, you had to know the name of the war and who the war was against. Yeah. And, it, and if you knew the dates, it was extra credit. Well, I, I think I remember that. I, yeah. I, I, me- I memorized all of them. So instead of getting 100% on a test, I got 150. So I wound up with like 103 for the marking period. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, just bounce back off that real fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I I just forget what the first, war, I, I want to say it was, you know, the the Revolutionary War back in 1776.
0: I was going to say um, 1776, but I wasn't going to uh, yeah. put my, cd grade history mind out there <laughs> your, your compact disc history yeah, mind. yeah. my, my <laughs> low my low grade history uh mindset is n- not something that needs to be toggled with these days <laughs> yeah
2: so i mean um i forget
1: how little little of history our country has compared to all the other countries in the Eastern hemisphere. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure, China, I'm sure Chinese history is no wonder they can re like recreate new pieces every year about yeah. Chinese culture because they have so much that they can get into. Right. Um, so that, that would be really cool. I would actually like to check that out. If if you're recommending it. Um,
0: I think you would definitely appreciate it as a as a dancer Mm -hmm. I think you would highly highly really appreciate everything that uh is you know done in that whole show because uh you know what like I said when it just not even just the dances but you know the colors the props and everything and you know I I won't give it too much away but one thing that I liked is they had you know the screens behind them and they were able to do things to kind of you know Go in and out of these uh things uh without me trying to give away a lot of the act, but that was like you know, the theatrics, I guess you can kind of say it was really cool that kind of you know put the extra sauce <laughs>
1: on right. the performance well, well yeah, and I think that that's um just a testament to technology itself and 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 the and the you're saying l e d boards essentially,
0: yeah, it's almost like they if they had like the projectors. Running on Uh them, and then you know the dancers are kind of being able to go in and out of them and everything. And it again, not trying to give away the performance, but like you know, it it's not like it was an essential part of the act, but it was like in a couple of the acts that they had, and it was like really cool that it was like timing, like and the the timing that uh, coming. And I guess that was the thing from a musician standpoint for me, like when they were hitting those numbers, I'm like, you have to be on point because if you hit if you hit that on like uh, if you hit that like maybe one second off, it's not gonna look the right the right way. So you have oh. to be on point when that thing happens.
2: Oh, it's,
1: so it's that was like,
0: cool in, in that type
1: of way. It's like tap dancing. Um, jeez, just having this conversation tonight with some of my students, um, because tap it it, it just be, it unfortunately has become like just less popular uh, Mm. in in the last couple of decades. And I think it's, and and I'm a statistic here because I tried TAP for three weeks and gave up on myself because I literally wasn't progressing in what, three classes. But like Mm. I I was memorizing the terms and I was memorizing um, like the technique of how to do it. I just kept sliding all over the place I kept slipping. I was like, I can't, Hmm. I can't get myself grounded in order to be able to accommodate, you know, this technique. Um, But all three of my sisters tapped, uh, they, and they were all great at it. Um, So I, I I was always kind of like, that's, that's, I'm going to leave that to them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's one of my favorite things to watch because in order to get tapped to a position where you're you're not just good, you're really good or you're great. Mm-hmm. So much dedication. Like yeah just I I I can't fathom it. I just was uh watching one of my students in uh New Jersey uh yesterday actually. Uh he messaged me and was like, Hey, my director wanted me to check out or wanted you to check out my tax solo when you got here. I was like, totally. So I got there and he showed me a bit and I was like, I mean, I heard that the studio was like pretty well known for tap. um, But I've never seen the work Uh, and um, he got done doing it. And I went over and I checked, uh, check, geez, I shook. (laughs) (laughs) I shook the director's hand. I was like, I, I knew who you were, but I didn't know exactly what you did. And that's that's something. No wonder you're running this studio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we got out of that and uh, the timing, especially, I was watching uh, that student do a solo, um, but I've seen groups, like tap groups, where the entire group is just insane, and I'm like, how? How are right. they that precise yeah that that i'm watching and i'm like it's 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 the best it's the best thing we can talk about um uh in dancing be being on uh a specific rhythm or hitting specific accents in the music in sequence it's it's just coined as uh like um your musicality yeah so it's your connection to the music, which we were just talking about that essentially before mm-hmm. we, we started recording yeah. is, you know, our, our perspectives and, and we're not going to get into this uh, a lot in this episode. Right. Um, Cause we already talked about when we wanted to uh, do that coming up. Um, but how you perceive dance being a non dancer, but your, your relationship with music versus you know, how I'm perceiving the music as I don't I don't want to say a casual listener because I I depend on music for how I choreograph and create what I do because it's uh-huh. it's it's creating that relationship, right? So yeah. when you're when you're basically zeroing this back here to what you're saying is their timing with the music, if it was one count off, it it, it ruins the whole thing. Which is yeah. like with which is like with attack group, if you got one dancer that's off is obvious there's there's no hiding it there's no recovering from it it's like yeah oh oh, and and then in in music wise like you were saying
0: uh it's kind of like how musicians we mostly or a lot more you know more professional bigger acts these days they're playing to a click in their ear so if you're off by like a count it can throw off the whole performance or the whole song and you have to either stop it and reset it But usually a lot of bands, they're playing their whole song and it's programmed. Their whole 30, 40 minute set is programmed to a click. So like when you're done a song, you have the click still going and you're like, okay, there's two or three, four measures before the next song clicks on. So you're waiting for that time. And then, you know, you're starting the next song. But if you don't come in on that one it messes up the whole you know song they like, okay yeah. it, it must yeah the, it messes up the whole production with it so you know it's like you with uh the tap dancing you know uh, how you were saying like you know with everybody being in the precise timing of being able to like tap at the same time is like like i said an art form and it takes a lot of dedication to get to be on that time and be that precise so
2: oh yeah
1: oh yeah for sure um, so I'm going to have to check that out one year because I would totally, uh, like you said, yeah. probably, uh, appreciate it on higher level. And I can't even imagine if, and, and this is, this is the thing with the world and, and like with technology is like seeing things now compared to how we saw things 20 years ago. It's like night and day. I can't even imagine when we're 20 years older from now, what things are going to look like. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's a little nerve wracking. But you know, the standards with dance uh the dance industry, I should say,
2: uh-huh.
1: um, have just been growing with time, right? Um,
2: yeah. and i I think it it was at a point
1: um, where I was dancing like heavily into my mid twenties, started tapering a little bit in my later twenties um And when I say dancing, I mean like performing dancing and like training, uh, taking a lot of classes. Still, um, I I think I I really gravitated into
2: um, trying to challenge my mind
1: as a choreographer. Mm -hmm. um, Once I hit my, and not that not that I wasn't earlier. It just it was like okay, I I am working towards that but i'm still dancing yeah a lot so and training a lot so i think um once i got into my 30s um the crew that i was dancing with which we've talked about on previous episodes um everyone started getting a little older and um parting into different avenues of their lives so um I mean, we would still get together uh,
2: twice a year up until um, COVID hit. Now, I haven't seen. um, uh, Let me think. I haven't seen a couple of them since before the pandemic started. So, two Uh years. Um, And then I want to say. I've seen three or four of them
1: here and there, but not much. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely my one, probably closest friend in the group uh, at the time, I was seeing him, well, I didn't see him for like the quarantine version of yeah. COVID. Once we got to um, the summer and things were starting to lift a little bit, lift I think a little it was bit it, more, Yeah, was when I first saw him again. And then um I started seeing him a little bit more and a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. over the course of the next year before we, you know, traveled for our backup performances uh this past summer. And then um after that, I hadn't seen him until when my buddy was in town from Nebraska a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Um yeah. I got to see him that night. So that was that was cool. Um, but yeah, the rest of them I really I have barely seen and it's just wild but at any rate uh once once that started fizzling a little bit i started focusing more on like my creative process and how i was approaching things and really dissecting into that uh, uh because uh, because i i was dancing less so i was like i want to really focus on my creative process mm-hmm. um, and it it fell on good timing because now I'm like, okay, if I wanted to dance again, all I have to do is get myself back in shape so that I can uh, accommodate right. where I was, but not only where I was, but I, like, because the standards are always rising. It's a matter mm-hmm. of like, there's, there's things, there's things that I definitely wanted to be able to do um, that I hadn't achieved yet. And I'm like, I mean, realistically, uh, I'm I'm at a point where I like I, I just feel like I could turn it around and 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 go that route. Um but because I haven't been performing uh and, and I don't have I don't have anything coming up, uh yeah. I, I just it's it's like they say Channing Tatum, he just loses himself. And then if yeah. he books and then uh not loses himself, but he just like lets himself go a little bit or whatever. And then when he books a movie role he'll just like shut everything out and be completely dead focused on being in shape for that role. So mm-hmm. I think if I had, I actually have, I haven't told you this. I have a thing in the works. Um, it's just the, and, and these are, these are people I haven't danced with yet. So I'm pretty excited about this. Um, awesome. I, I have a thing in the works, um, but the scheduling has just been brutal because uh, the people involved, and the the distance in between us um it's it's going to be like okay we go in on this day and we try to knock out almost the whole routine like creatively yeah and then and then once we have that it's we're going to be practicing on our own which fortunately i have a space right over here uh-huh. uh that i i can work on it but it's a matter of uh the people involved we're going to be creating it collectively. So up until we get to that point, which I, I I think that we have, um, we actually do have a planned date to 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 meet to um, spend a few hours and try to get this moving. Um,
2: and I think once I have that, um,
1: plus the fact that uh, I'm turning thirty-five on Sunday, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, we got we got a we got a birthday dude coming right uh so i i think uh once i'm once we have our first uh brainstorm meet for the creative end i can say okay what's the expectation and um budget my schedule and say how do i work myself to get in the best shape that i can for this piece and the best thing is that we um it's like you with uh, your new album that you're creating you don't have you don't have a set deadline on when you're doing it we don't have a set deadline on when we're performing it we have we have opportunities that are like some are coming up really soon but we're like no we want to like it we want to be able to meet to clean and make sure make sure when we debut it that we're solid and and that, that that doesn't take just us practicing on our own on our own time, it, it takes, obviously it's like you working with a band. You, yeah. you gotta, you gotta meet together to make sure that everyone is. In sync. Oh. Instinct. Oh, <laughs> no pun intended. Oh. All, all the puns intended. Yeah, right?
0: I, I think that is definitely something that I, I, it's not like I've struggled with, but I've always been, you know, uh, uh, in the mindset of like, okay, get it out. uh, and like, to the point of like uh, if it's good enough it'll be able to go out but like I've really been trying to take my time with this album and especially since I've been producing the whole album myself recording mixing and mastering uh in the past I've uh you know kind of swept things under the rug to be like, okay, well, this just sounds okay. I mean, I'll just let it go. But if now it's like, now I'm getting to the point where it's like, okay, if that's something I don't like, I fix it. Because then I know if I'm, if I don't like it now, I'm not going to like it later. And then when I put it out, I'm going to be like, I should have re-recorded that or I should have mixed that better. I should have taken an extra week to do this. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely learning to be more, patient and uh being able to get what i want out of what i'm trying to do instead of just settling for what is good enough you know and there's Mm -hmm. never anything that's going to be perfect i'm not striving for perfection but it's like you know i'd rather not Uh, If I know at the moment that I know something's either not sounding right or not looking right, I fix it at that point instead of my old mind being like that it's okay. Either they won't notice or it's like, it's just like, "Eh, it'll be good enough. Like, no, if it, if it's something that I feel I can fix, I fix it. Or if it's something that I can mask to the point where like it works within it, then I'm fine with it. If, as long as I'm fine with it, Uh, then I'm good because I've had numerous amounts of songs where I've put them out. And then months later, I'm like, I should have probably taken another take and done that better. Or I probably should have spoken up and said, Hey, I don't like that drum feel there. Or, Hey, this little thing seems to be off a little bit. Can we, you know, so uh, now that I'm doing stuff on my own and knowing that I don't have a set date for this album, but, I do have the first single coming out next month. Hint, hint. If you guys want to be listening to that, uh, I'll probably give a little more information at the end of the podcast. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, but it's to the point where I'm getting better at being patient and making sure that I'm loving what I'm doing before the work is done.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like I said, uh, other than the couple backup
2: gigs that, uh, I did over the summer and I mean, just being honest, I, those gigs come up like kind of quick out of nowhere. Sometimes actually I think, yeah, no, 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 no. Cause I did, I did a whole stretch uh, from Memorial day through labor day. I did
1: a handful, I think. Um, But I, I only flew. Uh, to Tampa and San Jose those were like the, those were the big arena ones um, mm-hmm. the Rehoboth one over Memorial Day weekend was the first one that I think I'm pretty sure I talked about how I walked out and there's like just 2,000 people standing there and I'm like oh the pandemic's done, <laughs> oh, um, the pandemic's done yet. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah, okay. yeah, don't hold your breath <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, right. No, uh, remember my brother and me Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Oh man, 90s galore. Talk about a flashback Friday for when this is published. 90s. Right. <laughs> mm. So, um Yeah, I I honestly was just running through those shows because the 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 set lineups would change on us. Like we weren't doing the same production the, like every yeah. time. I was also going back and forth between dancing with uh this dancer and this dancer. And I mean, they both they both have worked together for many, many years. So it, it, it's, but it, 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 they, they still have differences in their style. So I try to adjust like to them so yeah. that I feel like, so I feel like that we look similar stylistically speaking uh, during the performance. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I am excited for this project that's uh, coming up. Uh, it's just a matter of scheduling and getting motivated to get myself back in gear. Like just, I, I, I mean, especially with the weather warming up, you know, you know how this works. Yeah, you know you how Start getting
0: excited. Start getting, you know, the, the the the. like you said, the weather changes. You know, get more people that are going out. You know, you start getting more in a better mood. So, it, it same thing. Yeah, I mean, I I know my schedule, usually every winter with playing shows, it kind of, you know, takes a a dip where I'm not usually playing too many shows. And then as the weather starts changing, it's into the spring, then I'm starting to get more opportunities, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so I kind of have my off times of the years where I'm not playing as much. And that's why it's it's been good that I've been not playing as many shows right now that I can spend more time recording and getting a lot of these things done rather than trying to play shows and record and do a podcast at the same time. So I have a little bit and then try to fill in, you know, personal life things along the top of that too. So it's, I mean, it kind of, you know, works itself
2: out in the same way.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, um,
2: like, I go from August through, well, this past season, I went August through December,
1: January on a couple of the uh, competition routines that I was choreographing. Um, now that they're all done, um, mm-hmm. I am, I am uh, driving out recital choreography for June. And I'm I'm ahead of the game more than I usually am, which is nice because I'm like okay, once I get the May, right. All, all I'm doing is I'm showing up and running the dance and cleaning it. Not that that's not work, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but I think once I'm basically wrapping up, which
1: yeah, a couple of the. Well, a couple of the routines are either done or almost done. I just have to like move some things around and make adjustments. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I think a couple of them are more than halfway done, so it's like just get them done, and then that way my mentality isn't on generating choreography, and then I can just focus on me. Yeah. Um, like myself getting back in shape and me dancing because I got to say when I get into these little ruts where I'm not dancing for some time, uh, I get in a funk and I, and I miss it. So yeah, um, I think think that you, you're completely right in that now that you're off through the winter, because you play a lot of shows where you're like outdoors and stuff. So, um, but not even just that, like business in general for that industry, people don't go out, as much in that time one it's cold but two you're you're following the holiday season so people are trying to like yeah. stay in recuperate financially uh save up for any summer vacations that they have and then
2: you know once you hit Memorial Day weekend uh
1: well I guess realistically speaking it's like once you hit I feel I feel like once you get to like say patty's Day and then you get through um, like the three months that would lead up to the end of the school year for kids, like yeah. mid-June, for mm-hmm. those kids, for the schools that get out mid-June, because some places get out earlier if they start earlier, in August. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just awkward to us because we always went back after Labor Day. Yeah. Um, I feel like in those spring months, businesses are like trying to ramp up because if if you're not, excuse me, if you're not working. like a summer vacation resort you're like oh people people left town for the weekend (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. but but then i feel like after the summer ends and people are like okay well i spent all of my uh summer money and they're like i feel like getting through september if you're older and have kids it's just september is get your kid adjusted to the back to school schedule right yeah Mm -hmm. and then i feel i feel like October, you have Oktoberfest and Halloween uh, to work off of. Uh, November, you have people that come home for Thanksgiving. And then December, obviously, there's holiday parties everywhere. So, like, yeah. it, it, it's, it's 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 funny that we're talking about how, like, we go through these phases. It, it applies to everything. Like, mm-hmm. you spent so long just doing, like, cover gigs that now you're like, I want to recreate some of my old work 10 years after the fact. And I'm like, perfect timing because you're not playing nearly as many shows right now.
0: Yeah. You know? And it's funny how it's kind of matched up with, you know, 10 years back from it, you know? Uh, and some of them, I mean, have been sooner uh, than 10, but it's funny that, you I mean, this first single single that I'm, uh, you know, revising uh, was written 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it's definitely, I mean, you got to hear it uh, last week, and like you were saying, it's night and day difference, and Jeez. especially um, yeah. just all around, uh, you know, looking back on uh, how it was produced, and, you know, now that I w- was able to kind of take it and kind of refurbish it, give it a new polish and everything, it, it definitely sits into what my mindset is now versus what it was 10 years ago. and. Uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to put more of this. So this is definitely going to be a good year of releases for me. And uh, I'm looking forward to this coming release next month. And hopefully, you know, I'll be able to get, you know, some out every, you know, maybe eight to 10 weeks. I'm looking to, you know, get something new out there. So uh, if you guys want to keep track with that, uh, I will most likely have a pre-sale starting next week, but I've been thinking about putting that pre-sale link in the bottom of this description. So if you guys want to be watching all the one set viewers, you guys can get an early start on getting the little pre-saved link. Uh, and the descriptions will be, the all the information will be in the description for you guys. Uh, usually what... um for music they usually do like pre-saves and for like spotify mm-hmm. but there's this new website that i was uh that was told uh off of tiktok and a lot of musicians are using this website called laylo and hmm. what it is is you have the fans or supporters whatever you want to call them uh they either give a phone number an email or uh you know connect their facebook uh, Messenger to it, and you will be notified on the day of the release that the release is out. You give them a, a special link to go listen to the song. So, with pre saves, usually if you're giving a pre save on, say, uh, Spotify it'll usually tell you, okay, well, before you pre-save, you got to log into your Spotify account. Some people don't even know their Spotify account because they probably haven't logged in in, in a couple months. So it, it's a, like a, a, a big hassle. And then sometimes if you have to do Facebook login, then you got to remember your Facebook password and all that. So this is kind of like a simpler way of uh being able to just give a phone number, an email, or some type of Facebook messenger, and uh you'll get a link on the day of the release. All you have to do is just click the link and go listen to it. So I'm giving this a shot rather than the traditional pre-save way to kind of see what my, uh, you know, first couple days of conversions will be. So along with, you know, doing these singles, I'm trying different marketing tactics for each of these songs to kind of just see which ones work best and then that will kind of help you know after these maybe two or three if I see one works better then I'll probably go and gravitate more towards the one that's actually giving me more you know traction in in the next couple releases so you know cause and effect a b testing sounds fun the 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 uh the loves of being a uh an independent musician
1: right cb testing cb testing (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely right, a hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Speaking um, of a
0: hundred percent, uh, we are going to be uh having the honor to see Tom Segura this weekend.
1: Yeah. Well, and uh, and 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 the and the one hundred percent is is a, a burt thing, but they're I mean yeah. they're they're almost one and the same. Not, but not, but yes, a, a, yes, and no. Best friends. <laughs> It's like you and me—we're one and the same, but we have our—we have our, uh, variant, our dafferences. our differences. Uh, dude, we are seeing Tom. You're, you're taking me to see Tom. Yes. Yeah, I got um, it for your bath day. My bath day, <laughs> birthday, birthday. <laughs> um,
0: but you've seen Tom say. before, though, so this is my first time
1: seeing Tom live. Just want to say cheers, man. Thank you so much. Love you. Uh, again, everybody, this is one set. Anthony Irvin and Jim Green. Cheers, brother. What you got cheers. there? Looks like the Angry Orchard. I got an Angry
0: Orchard. The crisp apple flavor is mm-hmm. going down pretty good tonight.
2: What about you, my friend? Well, I have my standard
1: Sky VOD. Vodka? The Vodka? Uh, the Vodka. Mixed with a little Fanta orange sodi. so much sugar. <laughs> I know. Is I it re- true?
2: <laughs> I do. I do. I do.
1: <laughs> oh man, Kenan and Cal, another flashback Friday. Even though they were right? on SNICK, which was Saturday night Nickelodeon. Yeah. Which was such a great marketing ploy, by the way. They had like TGIF Friday night, like. Cable television for like families, and then uh, they had the Saturday night like Nickelodeon shows for Nick at Night, yeah, 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 for your for your kids that were at home and and oh my goodness, nineties television in general, nothing like it, man. These kids will never know.
2: They don't make television like that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, network television was like huge at the time um yeah i I mean this is like before uh cable internet so
1: you didn't have smartphones yet um yeah yeah which is crazy
0: to think you know i mean we've when you really think we haven't been into the cell phone world for too too long no. You know, so it, it's really still new technology. If you really want to put uh years behind it, it's still new technology. But oh, to yeah. think of the world before cell phones is still like, what did we do? Like uh, no, you actually you actually lived. <laughs> yeah, you, you had to get an atlas to figure out how to go places. <laughs> yeah, right. You had to get a compass.
3: Yeah.
0: Or you had to go to MapQuest and
1: get lost going to Oxford. Yeah. I mean that was when uh but that but that's like MapQuest wasn't a thing until after the internet started really like yeah blooming, right? I still remember the
0: the first time logging on to AOL and you know the the whole dial up system and being like Mm -hmm. you can only be online for about five minutes because I'm waiting for a
1: phone call. Yep, yep. I think about (laughs) it all the time. I talk about it with my students because I'm like this is how much of a dinosaur that I am. <laughs> yeah. And especially
0: since you, you uh, teach those uh, kind of kids, like hearing those types of stories coming from us, like, yeah, they're like, what world did you grow up in? Like, didn't you have an app for that or something? Like, no, we actually had to get off the phone in like 10 minutes or we'd be beat.
1: <laughs> yeah. We grew up in a time where Good times. Like, <laughs> in a time where you'd have a high speed VCR tape rewinder.
3: <laughs> you'd have like the yeah. little
1: you'd have the little sleeve that if you didn't want to push the rewind button on your VCR and wait ten minutes or go take a dump while you're waiting for it to rewind yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you
0: could You didn't just pop the video case back in and it started from the beginning. You had to rewind that sucker. And then, like you said, wait about five, 10 minutes, watch that thing rewind. Like, okay, this side's getting bigger, that side's getting smaller. (laughs) And then you realize you were going forward the whole time. And then you break the whole thing
1: (laughs) with a hammer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With a hammer. Because you're over it. You ain't got the time for this. Yeah, we we had like a high speed uh, rewind yeah. fast forward thing that like you could pop the VCR um, tape. Yeah, uh, uh, VHS kasate, kasate? Kasate? cassette cassette cassette. What's that? <laughs> I, I made a new contraction. It's cassette tape, but it, it, one word. Cassette. cassette. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> um. I haven't thought about that high-speed uh, VHS like rewind fast-forward thing in a long time. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that just popped into my head because <laughs> when I think of VHS tapes, I think about the old Disney cassette tapes that were these huge marshmallow foam things. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kids will never know, right? No. No. Mm-mm. they They don't know how
0: easy it is to just access stuff these days you know you have everything in the palm of your hand these days where like like i said like we didn't have music readily available we had to go to the store and buy the album which we didn't listen to at first we went and bought the album got home and then we realized the music sucked (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, was just, I was just gonna say you get home and then you realize oh yeah, this CD's actually trash. I waited how long for this? I paid yeah. ten dollars for this crap. Ugh. Then you yeah. go back down to the
0: record store and you go and do it again and have the same thing happen again. All the time. All the until, time it, and it's- then until they started getting, you know, you can actually uh go to the record store, listen to it, then decide eh, this is ain't this this is all right then you can not waste your money
1: <laughs> dang I remember um when m p three players first started becoming a thing right yeah um which they're they're not really a thing anymore. let's be serious no. every, every, yeah. everyone's just got the music all on their phones because it can accommodate everything um, of course. especially if you're like me where i you know, either download it or, or... Sorry, guys, I ripped music from YouTube. Cause I, Sue me. <laughs> Cause I, or well, or LimeWire. I, I was I was just about to... Like, I just had Napster in my head. Napster I, was one, too, uh, yeah. Na, Napster was the big
2: one
0: first, right? How many viruses that you downloaded <laughs> thinking that it was a song like, up, oh, we just screwed up your computer. So Yeah, be-
1: between... Yeah, between... Nashster and because LimeWire and FrostWire, those were like the four that I used. Um, yeah. But the and and we were, dude. We were using that with dial-up internet. How long did it take to download a song? Oh
0: my god, it was the worst. And sometimes I remember.
1: It, sometimes it took forty-five minutes, and the quality was trash. Like yes these kids don't know again
0: like it's the same thing with what I was just saying like you would download it you didn't get a preview of the download you would read the description of what you were about to download and you would and then here's the thing sometimes it wouldn't even be what you thought you thought you'd be downloading Dane Cook's uh, uh, first comedy special and it was something totally different like a a goat licking a phone pole or something (laughs) I remember, and that was like one of the first things that I downloaded off of Kazaa was Dane Cook's uh, "Harmful If Swallowed," Mm. and you know that was, and that was right when he was he wasn't too too big yet, but I think he got really big off of people downloading the stuff off of Kazaa or Napster, Livewire, anything, and that that's where he really
1: blew up. Well, you, um actually introduced me to Dane Cook. Um, yes. With, with I, I think that C, that CD, that compact, you had that CD and you were, yeah. you were showing it to me, like it was right after you had gotten your license and like you, you were driving, we, we were driving somewhere and you showed it to me and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is hilarious. Yeah. Um, I
2: think, I think he really, Like, I think
1: he really blew up. What was it? The Sufi? Because he had. Yeah. It uh, it was a circular stage. And he's talking about his his dad opening his robe and saying, this will all be yours one day. (laughs) This will all be yours one day. (laughs) Like,
0: But (laughs) he tried to close it, but the damage was done. (laughs) I think, yeah, that was like the height of his Uh like.
2: His career, it, yeah, his
0: prime. On. His prime was that I think that's special because it was like, was it Madison Square Garden that he did that? I, I
1: think that it was, yeah.
0: So that that was like a big thing for uh, comedians, and still to this day, to you know, sell out Madison Square Garden is a big thing. For I think for any type of entertainer to you know sell out Madison Square Garden is a big deal for a lot of people, but you know. um yeah, that, that special was definitely, you know, the height of his prime. Okay, and, so it,
1: it it was um I think uh, Vicious Circle is uh, Vicious Circle, c- yes. Because the stage was circular. And it had it had the this is two fingers everyone yeah, the, It had the Sufi logo on it. Yeah. The, mm. Yeah. There
2: you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just googled that and found it on wiki. The wiki! The wiki! Uh, Dude. um, Let's talk about
1: uh, some of our favorite comedians. I know we were going to talk about uh, some of my uh, previous memorable birthday moments with my birthday coming up Sunday. Uh, Uh But I was going to do part one of that this episode and part two next week. But we can okay. just we can just pile that all into one. Especially I can say and uh, talk about our show coming up Saturday, tomorrow night. Once this is uh, yeah, launch, once this is up,
0: yeah, yeah, once this is actually out, it'll be tomorrow night. Dude, but I'm yeah. stoked.
1: I am. stoked. I mean, if, so. if
0: anybody's watching this and they're going to see Tom Zagora,
1: just
0: tell us in the comments.
1: You yeah, that would be, e- be cool. Or email us at the number one. Setpod at gmail.com.
2: Yes sir. Um so our our favorite
0: our favorite comedians, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in numerical order. We wouldn't no. want to uh have like a set number of how many we can just go off of a couple names. I mean I, I gotta we both jotted down a couple names before we started the podcast. Yeah. Um uh, but uh in honor of your birthday week, my friend, do you want to go first?
1: Uh sure. I mean, um we can go. We can go back and forth. I I, I have yeah. a list of. I have a kind. I think a slightly longer list than you. But I think once I talk about some of these, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, my my bad, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I I mentioned a few of these to you, but then I didn't mention a few of these because I wanted to see your reaction on here. Um, uh-huh. obviously for us, one that comes to mind is Tom Segura because we are going to see him. He has been, uh, my favorite in 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 recent memory just because um i I think it's i think it's interesting because he um the first time i was introduced to him he reminded me of a person that i really didn't like (laughs) 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 um so i immediately made that connection and was like yeah, I don't think I like this guy. And then I watched
2: his and this is we're going back at
1: least 5 years ago. Um uh-huh. so we're going back to when like his stand-ups were like I can appreciate them now because I've seen his future works and and love yeah. them. Um I saw his second not his second special, but the second special that I saw of his that's still on Netflix, I think. Um I was like, oh my God, this guy's funny. And then I actually went and saw him at the Chocadero in Philly. And ah. one of the reasons why I didn't appreciate him at first, and he's gotten, i I've, and maybe I'm totally wrong, but he was very just stoic and dry early mm. on. And that kind of stoic and dry humor, like I'd rather someone have a lot more energy because I'm a performer. performer.
0: I know what you mean. <laughs>
1: yeah. When I went and saw him live, and it could have very well been like for his Netflix specials that he... He knew it was being recorded. So he may have had a little bit of, stage fright, nervousness, anxiety, that and the other. Uh-huh. But when I saw him in Philly, I was like, oh, my God, he looked so much more laid back and comfortable. Mm. The next special that I saw him do, I was like, okay, he figured it out. And
2: um we... The,
1: the last pod the first, well, the first podcast that you and I were listening to was the LTG wrestling one. Yes. Um, and they literally, I want to say, I want to say they announced on their 300th episode that it was their last one. And we were like, what are we going to do? Did not expect that coming. Did not expect that at all. Um, but happy for those guys. Uh, Doug yes. is still holding down the LTG for John Alba is doing, uh, Big things with the ads free uh, stuff now. Um, he's doing a podcast with Matt Hardy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's Matt he, Hardy, geez.
0: He, he's doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> big, he's doing big things. Yeah. Got, good got for a him. Lot, lot, lot of uh, love and support for that dude. Yeah. yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, especially when we met him at WrestleMania and he was just such yeah. a down to earth cool guy. Oh, like, yeah. that was awesome. That was just fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the after that ended and we were like, what are we going to do? We found Two Bears, One Cave. Yeah. Um, which I knew it was a thing. Like, I had seen... Because one of my buddies in Point Blank showed me the Tom Segura dance that trolled Bert. And um, once... You and I started listening um, to the episodes, and then we were like thirty episodes in on Spotify. And <laughs> you're like, "Dude, I just found their YouTube page, and all of their podcasts are uploaded with video to YouTube." And I was like, "That's what we're doing from now on, unless if yeah. unless if I'm driving and you know, I have yeah, to listen. Audibly. That was a, that was a gem of a find. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I think you know just watch it like and I've watched some of the your mom's house episodes. I mean, they were like 600 episodes. They were that, yeah, by, they were really the, big into it yeah. I was trying to finish Two Bears first before I got into that because I'm weird like that. Not weird because some people will agree. Um even with TV shows on whatever, Netflix, Hulu, Patreon yeah. Max, Amazon Prime, wherever you catch your findings, Disney Plus, um Disney Plus I, when I start something, I have to finish it before I move on to the next thing. I, 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 because
0: when it comes to TV shows, I'm
1: the same way. Yeah. My sister, Kim tells me all the time, like, oh yeah, we'll start a show and then, you know, we'll start something else and we'll fall out of that one. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. If I, if I'm going to spend time starting something, I don't want to have to go back and rewatch it because I forgot what happened, which is why I don't like to watch shows that are ongoing, because I'm like, if I'm starting something, I want to just catch the entire story until the end.
0: Yeah, the, the last one that I've done that I never usually do, and I'm probably going to get a lot of uh, smack for this anyway, but watching The Wire, my brother tried to get me to watch The Wire, I couldn't get into it. Yeah, it's fine. It's Easter I mean, I mean it, it I, and you know, I, I guess to me, I wasn't really fully into it, but I, I, I guess it, it took a little bit to get into it, but I, I, it just wasn't grabbing me, and it seemed like something that I would be into, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't keeping me interested, so I, I just fell off of it, and, and, but like, I, uh, like Ozark, I watched that and after the first episode I was hooked and yeah. I couldn't stop watching it did, so did, you
1: know did you watch any of the new season yet or no?
0: I haven't yet and I know and just like you're saying I know once I start it I'm not gonna be able to stop it until I get done that series because I know it's gonna be a two-part series so I think it's like eight to ten episodes so I know if I start watching it that's gonna be my to-go thing until I get done
2: Yeah. And,
0: you know, there's so many things that I'm doing in the background with, you know, the release and everything right now. And I know that if I'm, you know, watching episodes, I know I'm not going to want to be able to uh, stop watching it. So I'm going to not that I'm going to be wasting my time, but uh, I'm going to want to continue to watch it. And that's all time that I can be, you know, getting graphics and all this other stuff done ready for the uh, release and everything because. Uh, you know, I got pre-saves that I'm going to be starting next week. So, you know, I'm trying to get all the graphics done with all that and everything. So a lot of things happen behind the scenes in, in the, uh, music world for me, but, uh, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's just been, yeah, the once, once I, I get invested in something, I can't stop it until, right. Right. until, you know, I get done with that certain thing.
1: Well, it's, it's compartmentalizing, right? Cause like, right. our our mental capacity for being able to approach life is like, you know, right now you're, you're focused on building your release of your new, um, well, you're going to do singles like drops, and then you're going to release the entire album when you're ready. No rush. Um, Mm -hmm. but again, if you get into a show, you're going to get distracted and then that's just going to delay everything on your end. um, I just started uh, Yellowstone within the last week I keep or hearing so. good
0: things about that, too.
1: yellowstone It's, it's really good. Um, I'm trying not to watch it without Cheyenne, but she's also not making moves to put it on. I can tell that she's not as invested in it, um, yeah. which is fine. I mean, I, I just have to get to a point where I'm like, do you want to watch this together or like, do you want me
2: to just (laughs) run with it? Um, But I'm also, it's also been recent enough that I haven't forgotten anything yet.
1: Um, Whereas with Ozark, I watched, I think I binged seasons one through three. Like I didn't watch Mm -hmm. seasons one and two when they were first out. So I caught all the, all of the previous three seasons and then, yeah, the season four release got delayed because of COVID. So I did catch a, a few of the new episodes of that and they're making references. And I'm like, I forget all this stuff because it was like yeah. so long ago that I watched this. And that's why I don't like to watch stuff that's ongoing because I'm like, you're going to reference things from earlier seasons. And yeah, it's gone from my head. Like, <laughs> exactly. So, um, Even, even yeah. with, even with this final season being broken up into two parts. I didn't have um, another show that I was watching. So I was like, I want to see how good this is. Like, cause I have a feeling it's going to be really good. And so far, so far it's, it's pretty interesting. And I'm only a few episodes in, but at the same time, I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, if I start, if I finish this and the second half of season four, for some reason gets delayed and they're referencing things back to the, the first part of season four, it's like just just get it all done at once right
0: yeah i mean they've been good at uh reviewing the past seasons in the first you know couple minutes a, of the they, beginning of the season yeah, which is usually what i like cuz you know it it kind of gives you a good and they don't like do like a 1 minute you know, back, they, they kind of do a couple minutes of a of a preview of what happened in the last season. They kind of catch you back up. So that at least helps me because I don't want to have to go back and watch 10 episodes again. Yeah, so I at least mean, go back. And unless there's something that's specific that they're talking about, then I'm like, wait, what were they talking about again? Then you might have to go back. But uh, they, they usually do pretty good with uh, get doing a, a good recap of the previous season to get you up to speed for for the current season.
1: Yeah. I mean and 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 they do that for going into season 4 but I feel like there were like I feel like they do a
2: good job um catching you up on
1: the major highlights but they'll okay. make little references along the way that you're like wait what and then it's so confusing yeah. that's why I'm like mm. at least with game of thrones like I didn't get into that until they had six seasons in. So, yeah. and season seven and eight were shortened. So, there weren't a lot of things there. Uh, once season seven and well, then season eight was like a year and um, almost two years after the fact. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. When you watched, were I think
0: I came in at seven because I had to rewatch up to six or seven. Because I, I, I think I came in, the, I think I probably came in the middle of seven. Right. Because I think I was watching while you guys were watching seven. And I yeah. was, you know, watching episodes because uh, I didn't want to watch anything current if I right. was still keeping up with what was going on. And then uh, within that year, year and a half, almost two years in between seven and eight, I was able to rewatch it and kind of focus a little bit more on it. So, yeah,
1: yeah, because I think you were flying through the first time. I it's flew just through
0: like, it so fast because I was like, just yeah. more into like the action of it and yeah. the dialogue. I just it flew like I, I got a good, a decent amount of the dialogue. But uh, the second time around, I paid a little bit more attention of the of, you know, the, the back stories and a little bit more in detail to what they were saying instead of being like, oh, they're just talking and this, but like actually going back and like, oh, what were they saying? And then, and then you know, because you guys were saying like, oh, did you hear, did you get what the guy was saying? Because when the first time I was watching and we'll get into our next comedian in a minute, I know we're going too much into a tangent, but uh, the one thing, an example, what I was doing is I didn't understand when I, when Jamie was talking to, uh lady uh what was the na- uh her name that uh he poisoned who, who killed well uh, it's cats I, out of the bag people are gonna be spoiled if you haven't seen it by now spoiler alerts anyway yeah uh, the, the lady that killed uh joffrey it's, i didn't catch all that dialogue i was just watching it and because then you know we're discussing it after and you know one of our friends was like so did you catch what happened in the end of that episode and i'm like well yeah she got poisoned and he's like but what did she say i'm like. Yeah, I don't know. She's like, dude, go back and watch it. Like that's. Yeah. Th- I, yeah. I was just. I was not tuned into it as good as I should have been. And so, rewatching it again, I'm like, oh, she killed him. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Lady Onella is
1: her name. Oh no,
0: um, I knew it started with O, but I didn't know how to phonetically say it. I was gonna be like Othella.
1: Yeah, it was. It like, was. It was, Sha- it was Shaquille O'Neal's mom.
0: Freaking Shakespeare over here,
3: Othella. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um yeah the going to, to go into our uh comedians again I guess uh mm-hmm. for for me I mean you you were saying Tom zagura for me I got to say and I mean I guess the number one that first comes into my mind is Richard Pryor for for me growing up my dad was a big Richard Pryor fan and I guess for being a small kid watching Richard Pryor wasn't probably the best person to be watching but you know you ha- when you're uh young your parents let you watch certain things and they're like hey you can watch in the house but make sure you don't uh repeat any of this to in school or don't repeat any of this to your uh friends or don't do this blah 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 blah. so we kind of knew you know okay this is just a family thing that we watched because my <laughs> my mom always like was saying like if the if these teachers knew what the hell you were watching <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause we would watch oh. Sopranos when we were kids too, and you know it had a whole bunch of all the things over there too, and mm. you know so we watched a whole bunch of stuffs. But um, but yeah, Richard Pryor, uh, especially his, uh, the the big, uh, up special that took him by storm, which was uh the Richard Pryor in concert in uh 1979. Mm. That is definitely one of the ones that he's definitely known for, and. You know, I can go into a lot of like the impacts on how that special was. But, you know, if if you haven't listened, if you haven't, if you don't know who Richard Pryor is, go and look him up on YouTube. He's definitely, the, uh, if not the GOAT, one of the GOATs of comedy. Uh, You know, it's unfortunate that he's no longer with us. So RIP to uh, Richard Pryor. But, uh, you know, there's been a lot of guys that have, um, you know, bounced off of Richard. Uh, you know, Eddie Murphy was a big Richard Pryor person. He he worked alongside Richard Pryor a lot. Uh, Paul Mooney, who wrote for Richard Pryor and RIP to Paul Mooney. Uh, you know, and I mean, I guess another one that uh, I'll, I'll just... Briefly go into another one is uh chris Rock chris Rock was a definitely a big uh comedian that uh you know me my parents my brother used to watch a l- uh, a lot of times uh bigger and blacker uh you know when he came out with that uh special oh my god it, it was just everything like you uh, and how we talk about like our podcast we like to be talking about what's in time with what's going on in the now like what he was talking about with uh you know, um, the Columbine shootings and talking about, you know, race and this and all that. It's like everything that was happening in the world at that time. But he was just making everybody laugh from it. Like he was finding ways of taking controversial topics and just making you forget that, you know, there's like this way and that way about it. But, you know, he just made you laugh. And it it, it was just uh, to the point where I, I always liked comedians that were taking real life situations and can make them into something funny. I always Mm -hmm. found that interesting instead of, you know, just comedians talking about hypothetical situations, but when they can talk about real life situations and make that funny, that is uh, awesome to me.
1: Well, it's, it's establishing a connection with your audience because your audience is living in the same flipping world, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah.
2: I, I, I think, oh my goodness, I, um,
1: I think if I was five years older, that I would have watched Chris Rock religiously. I just, my parents were a little bit up, more uptight on things that I could watch at a younger age. Um, yeah, like for instance, uh, Goodwill Hunting had come out, and I wanted to watch it, and. There were, there were too many F-bombs being dropped and they were like, all right, you gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) You you gotta go. You gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I I think along with that, I really wanted to watch Dangerous Minds, um, Mm michelle pfeiffer was in that um but that was specifically because i loved the song that coolio did
0: (laughs) Uh (laughs) oh oh, yeah Uh, Gangster's paradise yeah yeah i I remember watching that and that that was for the same reason because me and my brother knew we liked Gangster's paradise but it it hadn't well not that it didn't have anything to do with the movie but it was just like the main feature of the of the movie yeah uh but yeah it was a really good movie, but yeah, it was definitely something like, like, Oh, should you be watching it at that, at at that age? But you know,
1: yeah, my, my parents were a little bit tighter on what I could and couldn't see uh, Mm -hmm. earlier on. And then they, they lightened up a lot. once I was like, I'd say if I wasn't a freshman in high school, I was definitely like 16 and they were like, he's going to be able to see R rated movies next year anyway. So whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So just moving along on my, on my list here. I I mean, the next one I have is Bert Pryscher because um, I mean, he, he, once we started watching two bears, one cave was Tom's co-host. So I got to meet him through that. And I was like, you know, these guys are hilarious together. But I want to see Bert on stage alone, and I, I knew he was known for going up there topless and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I watched, and, and I think he talked about on one of the episodes that, um, and I, I didn't talk about the, like why I liked Tom. I just felt like his performance quality improved. Um, being on stage, I feel, I, I feel. I felt like there was um, more dynamic behind how he presented things. Like his voices, mm-hmm. his voices changed up a lot more and he found moments one to be quick and he found moments one to like just take the pause because uh-huh. that, that's important, right? But he like never laughed, which is they say it's an important quality if you're a comedian and you're supposed to present your dialogue and not laugh about it. And Burt was saying, Oh, people say I'm not that funny because I laugh at myself on stage and I'm like, I actually I actually don't agree with that because if your laugh is contagious, yeah. It's going to make me laugh too, right?
2: Uh, um I I think I think with Burt it's
1: he's an acquired taste. Um like that's at, a good at, way to put it. At, <laughs> yeah, at, at first it, it's like okay, kind of a lot, right? Right but the more you the more you like the more that I tuned into him and Tom and and watched uh their dynamic and and it was funny because when you and I first started watching I wanted to be like I'm more like Tom and Anthony's more like Burt because Anthony will laugh faster than I will and then yes. as as I got through like more episodes I was like, hmm. just based on how Burt is, I'm like, I'm kind of a little bit more of a Burt. <laughs> my- we both
0: have a little bit of Tom and Burt in us. It's just yeah. more, it, it depends on the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, just an inch or two. Um, just kidding. All right, where are we at here? 111.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did Richard Pryor and Chris Rock. Uh-huh. I... I you can't talk about comedy and not mention Jim Carrey.
1: Oh, God. I mean, here's the thing is I've never known of him ever doing stand-up. He so did
0: stand-up in the very beginning and before he really got into movies. So he, I guess he started out as a stand-up comic and then became the actor. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I've watched one or... A few of his early stand-up specials and he he's hilarious Mm -hmm. and just you know with because he was an early impressionist he was able to do impressions and then just a goof his goofy self that he just portrayed himself as uh you know it was just one of those crazy goofy guys and you know again me i have an easy sense of humor so i latched on to that like if you can make me laugh easily then you know you 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 got me got hook me. line and sinker. Yeah, but um sure. yeah, just you know, from being a stand-up comic and then obviously all the, you know, movies that he's done from Dumb and Dumber to Ace Ventura to Liar Liar. Again, I can go on for another tangent about uh, you know, my love for Jim Carrey. He's been definitely one of my favorite comedy actors. Yeah. But uh, you know, as a stand-up comic, I mean I I he, he doesn't necessarily do a lot of stand up co- comedy anymore. But I think it was—it must have just been a short-lived affair for that. But you know, yeah. Jim Carrey will definitely be a favorite of mine as a as a comic. Yeah. Uh, But a a comic for stand-up. I, uh, who I saw another person that I saw in person is Brian Regan. Okay. So he, uh, I saw him at the Kimball Center in in Philly a few years back, and you know I've watched. All his specials and again he he's he's not an edgy comedian so he's definitely a different type of comedian than what i'm used to because i don't mind comedians that are edgy or use a lot of profanity or you're very raunchy i i there's i have a a bunch of different ranges mm-hmm. but he's definitely more on the cleaner side okay. but he can still make you laugh. And that's impressive to me that you, and it makes you, uh, it makes you wonder like, do you always, you don't always have to be the guy, you know, flipping profanity all the time. You don't, ha- it's it's same thing we were talking about with Jim Gaffigan. He doesn't use a lot of profanity in his co- uh, comedy, but he is hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it definitely shows that you don't have to be the comedian that drops the F bomb or uh, is like cursing up there every five seconds. I mean, if you're able to wail an audience and, you know, in, in their uh, terms, if you're able to kill or murder without being able to, um, you know, use profanity, that's another type of technique that, you know, certain comics may not be able to uh, portray. They, they may not be able to, you know, get their jokes over without using profanity where others don't necessarily need it. You don't need to be raunchy to be funny. So,
1: yeah, if if you can if you can win people over without dark or uh dirty comedy, uh you you have a gift because a lot of people
2: um I mean a lot of people
1: like that's that's what they that's what they ga- they gravitate they gravitate towards like that's what like shakes them because it's like yeah. It's touchy, right? Um Right. You're pushing the envelope there. I mean, I, I, a lot of a lot of what's on my list is like it's a variety for sure. I mean, Dan Cook laughs at himself and, and totally okay with it. Um, uh-huh. Chris D'Elia laughs at himself. Do you know Chris D'Elia? If I've seen a picture, yeah, probably. I'll, I'm gonna look I'll, I'll send you. Real quick. I'll send you. um He's he's been on your mom's house a couple of times, I think. Um,
0: oh yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah he he's he's wild. Yes.
0: He's yeah he he's he, wild. I've, yeah he he has a couple good uh, moments that, I, from what I remember, like he he's just like that. He, he'll get he'll have like a quick punchline, and yeah. it just comes out of nowhere.
1: Like, yeah. So. Well, he. He to me has a lot of performance qu- quality behind him because he he has a lot of dynamic in how he um uh, pushes yeah. his, his 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 bits right um oh my god i i just, i kept like writing <laughs> so i have i'm gonna just start running through some of these i mean, do you know uh you know aziz i'm sorry right yes yeah, yeah. i I mean I think he's hilarious, some people can't stand him I'm like everybody's not for everybody right yeah like to, to each and their own.
0: again it's, just, it's comedy i mean everybody has their taste for comedy some people yeah. like i said some people are not going to like just like music and dance some people are not going to like every musician some people are not going to like every dancer's taste and right. same thing with comedy some people have their taste in comedy and not everybody's going to like every comedian
1: right um I have to throw Cat Williams out there. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. Th- I don't think he's done anything recently, but I remember you sending me some of his clips, and I- I'm just rolling. Um, yeah, God. his big
0: one was um, the Pimp Chronicles, mm. where he's wearing the green jacket. That that was. Uh, I think that took him off, and that that whole thing is just like gold. it, it, yeah. was, it was so <laughs> funny.
1: Um, I mean, I have uh Godfrey, which was on uh with Tom as a guest on uh-huh. Two Bears One Cave when um Bert was in rehab, which he totally was out shooting a movie. Um, uh, Bill Burr, obviously. Uh, Bill Burr is what, another one. Y- you're you have you sent me, you got me into him. Uh, I didn't realize he did a podcast and apparently he's been doing it for some time because he's got a long library too. <laughs> um, yeah. Got to mention the 85 South guys. Uh, I don't know if yes. they're, I don't know if they're stand-up comedians, um, but th- they're obviously a comedy act, right? Um, yeah. So, so, so got to acknowledge them because <laughs> once uh DC, his laugh young is, fly. Oh his, my god! His laugh is just so contagious. I can't with it. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I would really love to see those guys live. Like, yeah. That that would be a fun, hilarious show to go to. Yeah.
1: No doubt.
0: I mean, I, I mean, not unfortunately. I mean, hey, they got to they got to do this. I mean, they're gonna have subscribers, but they they used to put up their. Uh, shows on YouTube but now they have a subscription service so they put all their shows on their subscription service so you have to pay for all their live shows so that's money because you know I mean they got all the people that were the millions of views from YouTube so they knew okay if you really want to be watching the rest of ours you're going to pay x amount of money per month to see extra content and the rest of our shows so that's money right there for them.
1: Can you imagine five dollars a month extrapolated over a million people? It's five million dollars. Right? That's huh. insane. <laughs> that's why that's why the online subscription based uh, payment thing is a thing. If you make it cheap, but you're you can yeah. literally you can literally reach the world right for, through this platform. You no, know? um, how many more you got on your list? Because I got a few. I got
0: I got two that I have written down. One is the Kings of Comedy. Okay that that whole uh, special with um, Steve Harvey, Bernie Mac, um, DL Hughley, and Cedric the Entertainer, I crack up every time because each of them, each of those guys have their own perspectives. I mean, they talk a lot about the same stuff, but they have their own ways of comedy. And you know, Bernie Mac itself, we can talk about Bernie Mac all day, every day. Yeah, I mean, RIP to absolutely. Bernie Mac. Yeah, still I mean, can't believe he's not with us. Yeah, he, he went uh,
1: way too soon, for sure. So
0: I, I can I would would have loved the he still probably would have been doing comedy today if obviously I bet. uh but yeah uh, definitely a good soul that we lost with Bernie Mac. But uh the stuff that I watch with him, he 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 is he was hilarious. And uh, if you've never watched that special before, to anybody who's, uh, you know, first listening or, uh, you know, been continuously listening, go uh, check out The Kings of Comedy, uh, you know, gr- if you're into that type of, you know, uh, comedy. But um, yeah, so it definitely, you know, n- not that, I mean, I know coming from an interracial relationship, you know, with my parents, I mean, not that I can fully relate to, uh, the black community lifestyle, but I can, you know, I'd grown up to the point where I know what they're talking about in certain, in certain aspects. So some of those things can be funny. Uh, um, but you know, that whole special is amazing and even their own specials outside of that, are are amazing. I've uh been watching Cedric the Entertainer and Steve Harvey do a lot of their stuff. I mean Steve Har or sorry, uh Cedric uh, the entertainer and DL Hughley, they still do their uh comedy every once in a while. Steve Harvey, you know, he's doing a lot of his TV stuff, so he doesn't do much stand up comedy. Um but yeah I think Cedric just put out a uh a special within the last two, three years that was killing uh, I think DL probably within the last five, he put out something. So yeah, he, he they're, they're both really funny. And then my last one that I have is the uh, blue collar comedy tour.
3: Yeah. I have
0: that on my list. And we, too. I think we are, we are both talking. We were talking about we that. Talking
1: about that. Oh, especially,
0: man. especially Ron white. Ron yeah. white is uh, so funny. What, what a God on our green earth. Seriously. Um, Oh my God. I don't think so. Scooter.
2: Scooter, scooter! <laughs> <laughs> oh so my! So when he
0: talks about his uh, thing about being arrested, uh, uh, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. out on the street, or he's like, "Well, I was uh, you're arresting me? I, I I was drunk in the bar. You threw me out into public." <laughs> yeah, the emphasis on the C, <laughs> which is totally legal. So yeah. go arrest them.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. So good, no, man. Um, I, I, I mean, I gotta, I gotta acknowledge at least one female stand-up because we haven't yet.
2: Um, Whitney Cummings. Yeah, she's funny. I, I gotta think of somebody else, the, another female comic that.
0: I thought, I can't think of Wait, one. Is, that,
1: isn't there one on the blue collar tour? I don't remember her name, but I thought that they had a female on that. No, not that
2: I know of. Oh, I know
0: there was a, Let me see. there was a couple female comics that I vaguely, you know, watched when I was, you know, doing a lot of the, uh, you know, comedy tour videos that I would watch, but Whitney Cummins does come to mind
2: yeah.
0: when uh thinking of female comics.
2: I mean, I have um it it's great because uh I like my list
1: is it's pretty diverse. It's good. Um let me see female comedians, Amy Schumer, Ali Wong, Sarah Silverman, um I don't know who that is, but that doesn't look like a chick. Um, Joan
2: Rivers, <laughs> Wanda Sykes. Eh. Eh. That's yeah.
1: that's the thing, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to be like against women doing stand up comedy. I just I don't know many that like were incredibly like well renowned for it, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I don't know. Let me see.
0: You know, you know, the one that we, uh, that we've definitely couldn't really talk about that we didn't mention who was also on, uh, the two bears, one cave was, uh, Anthony Jesselnik.
1: He's, he's the last one on my list. He's the last one on my list. Yep.
0: I, I was on Spotify. Okay. Just, you know,
1: real quick, real quick. Um, Chelsea Handler, that's that's a good name to mention because I I used to watch her like on the late night, uh, stuff. I thought she was hilarious. They have Roseanne Barr on here, and and I mean she's yeah. an, she's an icon in her own right, but um, not someone that I'm running out of my way to uh, watch. Kathy Griffin, uh, Aubrey Plaza. Okay, that's fine. I mean you're you're in, you're basically like this list is basically like Ellen DeGeneres. You're talking about people
2: that, um, are in
1: comedy, like movies. Yeah. Um, or on shows like Amy Poehler was on, uh, Parks and Rec and and Recreation. Um,
0: yeah, I'm looking at a couple here and there, there's two that come to mind that just came out. Uh, Nikki glass, uh, Glassler. I'm probably saying her name wrong. Uh, but, she she has a couple, you know, I never seen her specials, but I, I've seen some clips of her on like the Comedy Central roasts and yeah. she was just killing on those. And okay. And I, I do gotta give honorable mention to uh, Tiffany Haddish. She she's pretty funny too.
1: Yeah. Well and, and you have Tina Fey on here, shout out because she's from Philadelphia, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of Philly, I
0: I didn't know, you know, going into more Whitney Cummins, I didn't know she went to Temple. In Philly, that's wild. She yeah. she went to Temple for a little bit, so that that's you know, cool to yeah. kind of have a little bit of Philly roots in her for so, uh, Whitney Cummins.
1: Yeah, Tina Fey, Upper Darby, Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, She's
1: pretty it cool. Known,
0: I, 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 I knew she was from the area. I didn't know how close though. That's that's like mega mega close. That's right
1: uh, mm-hmm. in the back backyard of everybody. You're <laughs> you're you're talking Delco country right here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, I got two more. And then we got to get out of here. What are your
0: last? Yeah. What are your last two, buddy?
1: All right. One is uh, a favorite of ours, Mister Zach Galifianakis, because of the purple you onion. Know. Yes. And then we we got to wrap this up with an absolute legend. Also, rest in peace, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. Yeah, you can't you can't talk comedy without Robin Williams as well. No.
1: Nah, nah. I mean, <laughs> who do we miss? What's oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> no uh what's his name gallagher like he he was huge yeah. back in the day i just never got into him and it, he was, i
0: never really got into him either but i knew like his concept but I, I, he never really appealed to me be like oh yeah i gotta go watch him but yeah, yeah he
1: he was just I, I think he was just before our time honestly um yeah i mean robin williams uh his his stand up stuff that I've seen, um, is is fairly raunchy, which is is fine. See each for their own, but like, Cheyenne <laughs> had never had never seen Mrs. Doubtfire, so we we watched that um, a couple weeks ago, and she was dying. She was like,
2: oh my god! I was like, yeah, he he um, he was an absolute effing legend. Uh huh. What a legend!
0: And dude, we we missed one that should have been way up on our list. That well, there's two, but I'm gonna name one right now. Dude, Dave I Chappelle.
1: Ju- Dave. Ch- oh god. Dave Chappelle. Why do okay. we miss him? Um, because <laughs> I'm I'm over here just off the top of my head, just like jotting down things, and and there's just so money, uh, so money. Yeah. Well, there is so money in, in what they do. <laughs> so money. Um, but there's so many because you and I are just fans of laughing because it's just something that makes us feel better about. And, you know, and Dave talks about this where it's like, you know, he sees people kicking their head back in the audience and he knows I'm doing my job because I'm distracting them from their everyday CB lives. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, just, even if you didn't know him from his comedy specials, you knew him from obviously the Dave Chappelle show. Right. So and that was just stand-up sketch comedy in general. So he had, you know, it, it, that was part of an era that you know was very controversial, obviously, with the show. But mm-hmm. you know, he had a lot of freedom in the in the first little bits of it. But you know, even his specials were just as funny, and the specials that he came out with now, regards to how you feel about them. But he he got, uh, you know, supposedly now he has another deal. With Netflix, so he's gonna be coming out with more. And I'm hey, for me, I'm I'm surprised I can't wait for him. Uh, I mean, and I, I guess the last one we, guess we can really mention is Louis CK. Yeah, that's fair. He he, he was he was really he is really funny. Seems like he's starting to get back out into you know the comedy world. So good
1: for him, good for him because yeah. he, he got canceled for a stupid reason, in my opinion. Uh, but they as far as Dave Chappelle goes, uh, Sticks and Stones was what made me a mega day fan because I, I wasn't into the show, uh, the shot, the Chappelle show growing up. Um, I also wasn't heavily into comedy things as like, I guess when we were like middle school, high school age, I got more into yeah. comedy as an adult after I graduated. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think we, I think we touched on, a lot of good, and I just have this list over here with our uh, notes for one set. Uh-huh. Um, so as soon as I see things, I'll be like, ah, I can't believe you talk. We didn't talk about them. Uh, maybe we can bring them up next week. And anything else that we want to talk about before we wrap up today? I know we went once again a little bit longer than we wanted to. Uh, Man, you know, not complaining, uh, not complaining, not complaining. It is one twelve in the morning. Uh one <laughs> twelve. 1- <laughs> it's always into the wee hours of the
0: morning
2: that's yeah, fine
0: but it's awesome to get this content out for you guys and we have a lot of uh you know special things coming in the next couple episodes that we think you guys are going to be really excited about and uh you know we're making this as the the birthday special for Jim since it is his birthday this week uh and, you know, we're going to be seeing Tom on Sat uh, Saturday. We'll probably do a little small review on the show next week. Maybe if we get a little more time, we'll, uh, if we missed any com uh, comedians that we wanted to shine light on, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And I think in these next couple episodes, we'll probably be getting more back into some uh, music and dance. So there's a lot more content coming your uh, way guys. And, Uh, We thank you guys for continuing to support us and uh, come back week after week chatting and, you know, listening. Make sure you guys, if you're listening for the first time, uh, make sure you guys are following us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube uh, at the handle of one, the number one set pod. And you guys can email us at onesetpod at gmail.com. You guys can you know send us information uh you know your feedback if you guys have any certain topics you'd like uh for us to hit on if you have any questions for us we would definitely love to you know answer them on air for you guys uh anything you guys can think of uh you know feel free to us up on social media or through email and uh you know what else do we have? Anything else going on? Or I, uh, I know we got to get
1: out of here. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I think I think that's the podcast, man. Uh, did you have any more for a final cheers? Or are you are you all dried up on your end? I am
0: all all finished here. But um, okay. I did well, say that I wanted to mention the pre-save uh, link. So I think I'm going to give our one set. Uh, you know, supporters, fans, whatever we want to, you know, you know, our supportive people, community that we that we've uh, been gaining over these last couple weeks. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys a chance to be having the first dibs on getting your hands on uh, being notified about my uh, single that's gonna come out next month on March 18th. It's going to be my song called "Dreamers Are Believers." So if you click the link that is in the description, whether you're watching on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, click the link and all you have to do is add your phone number, email or uh, just uh, it's a Facebook messenger. So you might have to just sub- uh, log into your Facebook and you will be instantly uh notified on the day of uh the release which is march eighteenth you'll be sent a link to the song and you'll be able to listen to it that day so i would love for you guys to take part in it and uh so uh if you haven't yet make sure you guys click that link and be uh while you're doing that make sure you head over to our again so uh, head over to our social medias give us a follow and like anything we will be seeing you guys on the next episode and we hope you guys enjoy your weekend and we will see you all next week with another episode dude we are marching forward uh-huh. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. god that uh-huh, was uh-huh. Uh-huh. and that's the way uh uh-huh, uh uh-huh, we like it
1: uh-huh. <laughs> so uh we will be recording the next episode next tuesday march 1st and it will be dropping next friday march the 4th and that's why we're marching Forward
2: or a horde, a horde, a horde,
1: and love you, brother. Uh, you look, looking forward to Saturday night with you. Can't wait to share our experience really. with everyone next week. Um, cheers, brother. Uh, thank you so so cheers much for all that you do. Uh, and thank you so much to our one set fam for tuning in. Uh, and just listen to us. Kinda shoot the whoopsie yeah man
0: happy birthday happy early birthday
2: to you buddy all right love you man love Love you everyone talk talk soon